Hello, my darling, and welcome to today's adventure, a scary Christmas. You are all alone in this battle, but I'm here to guide you, and we're going to do our best to save Christmas. In an age long forgotten, a ravenous emptiness known as Volodok emerged from the ether so great and insatiable was Volodok's hunger that it consumed gods with a single breath. The infinitely hollow entity engulfed many a world and deity as it expanded across the multiverse undaunted, twisting everything it touched beyond recognition and turning all creatures, no matter their alignment, towards its cause to swallow existence. In a last-ditch effort to stem the relentless tide of desolation, entire pantheons of gods, both good and evil, joined forces. They channeled their power into a single point, creating a cataclysmic event known as the Great Locus. Many celestials and entire galaxies perished in the ensuing battle. But in the final moments, the point of power captured Volodok and imprisoned it in thirteen black, crystalline obelisks forged in the heart of a pulsing star. These mineral prisons were scattered to the many corners of the cosmos. Most remained beyond the sight of prying eyes and grasps of curious fingers. Conflict, however, saw several obelisks hurled across creation. Some collided with various planes, causing cosmic anomalies. The obelisks were given many names over the ages, but were commonly called Volodok obelisks. The denizens of the Feywhite named one such obelisk the Coal Star, for against the stark white snow the fallen star was a black so deep it emitted darkness and resonated with the sickly corruption that etched indelible marks upon the souls of those foolish enough to get too close. But then, three days ago, a corrupted meteorite, which Santa's little helpers named the Coal Star, fell from the sky, and it crashed in the woods north of Christmas Village. The resulting explosion damaged the surrounding area, and the evil emanating from the rock has since twisted Santa and many of his little helpers into violent creatures bent on spreading an ancient corruption. What's more, parasites that arrive with the rock have transformed Santa's reindeer into evil abominations with powerful abilities. We begin lost in a blizzard. Wind lashes at you with unrelenting waves of hail, making it all but impossible to hear. Visibility is such that when you extend your arm, you can barely see your hand. Shards of ice pelt you from every direction. The air is so cold it feels sharp and burns when you inhale. Your skin tingles as cold begins to warm its way toward your bones. You find yourself caught the mother of all blizzards. As you walk, you begin to hear a noise. 
You wonder if it's one of Santa's corrupted, one of the rain fear. You know from the map that the hot springs aren't too far away. You now have a choice. Do you investigate the noise? Or do you pull up your hood, keep your face down, and keep walking? Your decision is based on the role of the snowflake. Score 1 through 10. We investigate the noise. Score 11 through 20. We continue walking. It seems you are lucky. You stumble through the blizzard. Step after step. More difficult than the next. But soon, you hear sounds from what you believe to be the hot springs. You slow your pace. You don't want to fall off the cliff. You soon find yourself standing on a 20-foot slope above the hot springs. You feel exhausted, yet elated at the same time. You feel the warmth from the hot springs begin to surround you as the blizzard continues to pelt itself against your back. Though the biting cold maintains its grip, a sense of relief washes over you. Following the cacophony of raging wind, this area seems somehow more quiet. The air is so crisp here, you feel it could snap. About 20 feet below, several pools of water spread out, and you have arrived at the most beautiful hot springs you have ever seen. The steam gently rises from the water and looks warm and inviting. A ring of tall rocks encloses the area. There is a narrow opening between the rocks to the north. You feel the ground begin to shift beneath your feet. You stumble a bit, leaning too far into the warmth. We now roll the snowflake. If you roll a one through ten, you fall into the large pool below. Eleven through twenty, you tumble down the hill, but land safely next to the largest pool. It seems again that you are lucky. You soon find that once where healing pools are now corrupted. The coal star impact opens subterranean fissures, causing dangerous elements to seep into the spring water, turning all the pools acidic. Thick, slippery ice covers the ground, and you slip. You don't fall, but you make a noise thus disturbing six ice methods that were perched on a block of ice before you. They're growling. They seem violent, corrupted. You recall in your pack you have an unlit torch and a large crystal. You know that the crystal is powerful. You know it has power over the ice. But you aren't sure what it will do, and you aren't sure how long your journey will last. You now have a choice. 
A roll of one through ten. You activate the crystal. A roll of eleven through twenty. You use your torch. It seems you are not so lucky. You activate the crystal. Wind swirls around you. Hot, steamy, burning wind suffocates you. You close your eyes. You let out a scream. You feel the acrid heat from the poles begin to take over. You hear the screams of the ice methods. You hear explosions happening all around you as the ice crumbles. You fall to your knees. But you remain unharmed. You hear a screeching. Some sort of creature. You know it to be one of Santa's little helpers. You can hear that she's trapped inside something. Trapped inside the last ice block where the ice methods were dancing. They froze her before she could make it out of the never-ending blizzard. Her face is twisted in pain. It looks like she was running from the ice methods when they caught her. She is screaming. You do not wish to leave her here. So you rush forward. Break open the large ice cube holding her. And free her. She falls to the ground, crying in happiness. She tells you her name is Sparkles. And she thanks you profusely. Granting you one favor in the future. You thank her for her kindness. And as she twirls and twits around you, she disappears in a beautiful ball of light. You stand alone, hot springs, hot once more, bubbling all around you. You walk to the edge of one of the larger pools and find the end of a road leading out of the hot springs, and on it, a small bridge crossing a frozen river. Though a small sign before the village declares the settlement beyond as Christmas Village, it appears to be more of a hamlet. And despite the large Christmas tree at the far end of the settlement, it doesn't feel very Christmassy at all. Although, the smell of sweet wood smoke promises warmth, and the pleasant glow in the windows is welcoming. As you step through to the village, you soon find a Christmas village has been thoroughly corrupted by Volodok's influence. Many of Santa's little helpers have turned into evil Santa's little yelpers. These tiny fey creatures work tirelessly to imbue children's toys with Kulsar corruption, all in a plot to corrupt the world on Christmas. Santa's reindeer have been infected by Volodok parasites and have been granted twisted abilities, becoming Santa's reindeer. They patrol Christmas Village, ensuring that Volodok's work continues unimpeded. They also hunt any of Santa's little helpers that escaped Volodok's corruption, locking them into cages so they too can be corrupted. 
A crooked rain fear attack intruders without question. Santa has been twisted into Santa Claus. A mindless monstrosity reduced to searching for fragments of Colstar scattered throughout the Feywhite. He attacks anyone who gets too close. You must be careful, intrepid traveler. Because the Colstar impact in the nearby woods also caused an avalanche that covered much of the settlement. As you walk through some of the rubble of the village, you see three lodges, a storehouse, a giant Christmas tree, and a workshop with stables. The workshop and stables are partially buried under a mountain of snow. A small road winds its way through the settlement into the northern wood. From the edge of the village, all seems quiet enough. But upon closer inspection, it is quickly revealed that things are not quite as they appear. The first lodge looks quaint and warm. The door is windowless and closed. You knock, but there is no answer. You begin to hear the sounds of scraping, as if small tools are being used inside. You bravely peer through the window, which reveals to you six tiny, festive fey creatures building toys on a workshop bench. But as you look closer, something seems off about these creatures. As you look closer, you see that they are working with metal and appear to be gouging the toys with these sharp implements. You have a choice to enter the lodge and confront them, or to walk away and check out the next lodge. Although you are not foolish, there is no choice here. You walk quietly away from the lodge towards the next. As you approach the second lodge, you notice scratch marks all along its outer walls. The door has been slashed and gouged as though with weapons. The windows have been blocked and barred from the inside, and the door appears to be locked. You hear scared voices inside. They appear to be alone, planning an escape. You have a choice to make. Do you break open the door and help them? Or do you back away and move on to the next lodge? Unfortunately, you are a hero, and you decide to use whatever you can to break open the door as quietly as possible. As you approach the door, you hear a snorting, a snoring sound, and you lean a bit too heavily on the porch, causing a loud creaking. A guard awakens snorting, and falls over in his chair, accidentally firing a crossbolt at you. You fall, you think loudly, and the door bursts open. Four startled Santa's little helpers race towards you, ready to fight, ready to escape. But they find instead a guard who has hit his head 
and fallen unconscious. And you, who wanted to save them. They are thrilled to see you. And they tell you immediately that they hope to save Christmas Village. But they can use your help. One of them, named Swiggles, speaks for the others. And unlike the other three, Swiggles appears more determined than afraid. She is adamant that they will restore order to Christmas Village, but first, they need to find Santa. They've searched the woods several times to no avail. The others are scared. And as you are talking, loud thrashing can be heard from the woods. Reindeer snorts. Reindeer grunts. Soon, there's a trampling of hooves towards you. Santa's little helpers scream, running back into the building. You scream as well, and follow them inside, slamming the door shut, knowing that the reindeer have found you. Squiggles tells you that Thrasher and Lancer have been sent to deal with you, and keep you from finding Santa Claus. Each of the helpers pulls out a candy cane dagger. Scared, but ready to fight. Unsure what remains in your bag. After using the crystal before at the hot poles, you rummage inside, closing your eyes, making a wish to Santa. What you need now is a distraction, something to get away. You feel weapons inside. More crystals, which must hold powerful magic. But you also feel a warm spark. You remember your favor. It might be too early to use it, but you choose to summon sparkles. The bag grows warm to your touch. You feel thrown back powerful. You feel imbued with magic, as though all of the crystals in the bag have gone into you, into your soul. You know you need to get to the great Christmas tree to find Santa, and you know how to escape. You give the bed a shove, and it moves quickly. You pull up the floorboards, knowing exactly what you'll find inside. Thrasher and Lancer are howling at the door, stomping with their hard, cloven hooves. Santa's little helpers look to you and see what you are doing. They see that you have opened a secret tunnel. They help you inside. They follow you down. They help move the bed and use a candy cane dagger to lock the door. You hold steady for just a moment listening to the sounds of Thrasher and Lancer banging against the door. Then you pull out your torch, light it, and run. Your feet pound against the stone. It's wet. A wind howls outside. You run for what seems like miles. Soon, you hear noises, as though from a workshop. You see a doorway above you. And stone stairs. They look like they've never been used in centuries. Santa's little helpers help you open the door, and you quietly peek above into the storehouse. 
You see Santa's little yelpers, the corrupted ones inside. One is pulling a sled laden with wrapped toys and a large net from Santa's workshop. Another follows close behind, as though they are on a routine. You see that the storehouse is an open space organized in three parts. The eastern third is taken up entirely with large nets containing hundreds of Colstar shard gifts. A large clump of Colstar shard is situated at the end of the gift pile. Four small cages surround the Colstar. Santa's little helper is trapped inside each cage. They're undergoing transformation into Santa's little yelpers. They look terrified. They're crying. Squiggles whispers to you that the transformation doesn't take long. In the middle third of the building, you see Santa's sled. Western third is largely empty, but is beginning to fill with nets of gifts. Santa's little yelpers operate a pulley and lever using a control panel at the back on the mezzanine floor. The system appears to control ropes and hoops dangling from the ceiling. Using this device, Santa's little helpers load the supreme bag of holding on the back of Santa's sled with corrupt toys. Next to the control system is a locked metal box. You leave the safety of the stairwell, sticking near the edges of the building. You can see a workshop at the left-hand side. As you approach the workshop, you see that a shard of the following meteor had fallen and taken out the upper floor, making it inaccessible. Tools and materials line the walls and bow the shelves. Eight Santa's little yelpers work tirelessly on a production line, assembling toys, installing co-star shards inside of them. The workshop itself is a complete mess with overturned stools, piles of discarded toys, superfluous parts, and debris from the Colstar impact are scattered everywhere. Rather than cleaning the mess, the elves have expanded their operations on two of the lodges outside. The only way in and out of the workshop is through the door you just came through. But near the back, you see the remains of Santa's large desk fallen under a collapsed beam. Letters from children can be found scattered all around it. And there, propping up a half-fallen beam, is a large steel safe, containing more letters than the Everstar that fell from the great Christmas tree. The safe is open. The note tied to the Everstar reads, The star has been finally repaired. As suspected, when reversing the polarity, the star seems to counteract the dark magic emanating from the rock that fell from the sky yesterday. I'll need to travel north and find a piece of the meteorite to make sure the star is turned to the correct frequency. The elves and reindeer have been behaving strangely. I hope they're okay. I'll leave at once. The sooner we return the Everstar atop the great Christmas tree and amplify its magic, the better. Christmas might yet be saved. Signed, Mr. Claus. You now hold the Everstar in your hand. You now know what you need to do. But you're standing in Santa's workshop, 
near the storeroom full of yelpers, with no way out. You turn to the elf Squiggles, who is looking at you intently, and ask what she recommends. I cannot say, sir, she says. She hands you her dagger candy cane. But we need you to save the elves trapped in the cages first. There must be at least eight of us to activate the Everstar atop the Christmas tree. And only that way can we summon the Dark Santa and return him in time to save Christmas. You stare at Squiggles, dumbfounded, holding the bag, holding a candy cane, and hearing all the noises of the Yelpers outside, preparing to terrorize children all over the world, the coal star's remains. You think to yourself, what a strange journey this has been. What a strange adventure. Your mind is going a million miles a minute. You begin to hear humming. You think you're going crazy. It's making a list. Checking it twice. Gonna find out. It's naughty and nice. You heard it again. It's making a list. Checking it twice. He's going to find out who's naughty or nice. And then you realize the sound was coming from the Everstar in your hand. The Everstar. You looked at it closely. Bad or good, you realized. Bad or good, you said out loud. Squiggles looked at you, the smile growing on her face. I think you're right, sir, she said. You decide on impulse, take the candy cane dagger in your hand, and chip at the Everstar. Gently, just at the edges. Small shards of luminous aquamarine fall into your hands. You take each one. Lay it on the desk before you. Grind it into a dust. You know there were crystals in your pack. Now, if any of them did the same thing as the first, you might get lucky. You pour the dust into the bag and give it a shake. The crystals make a loud, tinkling noise sleigh bells. But outside the workshop door, you hear a frenzied commotion, yelling. More of the reindeers, thudding cloven hooves as they're lashed to Santa's sleigh. Loud growls. You realize you have two choices. Stealth. Speed. A one through ten, and your approach will be still. An eleven through twenty, and your approach will be speed. It appears you are unlucky, knowing you must be quick 
to save the helpers. Activate the crystals and spray everyone within distance. The Everstar shards. You do a dodge roll through the doors. Santa's little helpers close behind you. Bravely shouting, casting shards of magic. Enveloping the evil yelpers at each turn. The reindeer watch and holler and stamp their cloven hooves. You toss the bag as high into the sky as you can. It hits a large chandelier and the crystals within explode. The loudest jingle bell sound erupts within. Everyone is knocked down, including yourself. The reindeer stomp and growl. A shrieking noise begins to sound. You hurry to the cages, yank open each one, and each little helper falls forward, crying, thanking you. They begin casting magic as well, trying to help, trying to stamp down the evil as it swirls all around. Evil yelpers fall everywhere, unable to cast the same magic, unable to fight the goodness that comes from the power of the Everstar. The reindeer continue to yelp and yelp and stamp, but they are shaking their heads, confused now. You feel exhausted. You feel yourself falling to the ground. And just as your back hits the floor, you see two shiny black boots and a big, long white beard stomp into the room from the far side. You try to open your eyes. You hear yelling and shouting and stamping and groaning. You feel yourself dragged to one side Yanked by one arm. Yanked by another leg. You feel wetness on your hand as teeth come down, pulling your hand with ferocity. You sigh in defeat, wishing you had saved Christmas, or at least yourself. But then, you realize your hand is wet, but not bleeding. You hear snorts and the stamping of cloven hooves. You hear the sound of jingle bells, this time very Christmassy. As you open your eyes, you find that Rudolph has your hand in his mouth and has dragged you to the far side of the storage. The elves were battling it out in the center Squiggles lay dead. Santa Claus lay before her. Eyes closed. Blood running from his nose. You realize you are still holding the Everstar in your hand. Even though you are exhausted, you don't have enough elves for the Everstar to save Santa. Santa. 
you close your eyes and you make one final wish. I wish for life, you say. I wish for all to be happy. I wish for all to be happy. Silence surrounded you. You feel the ever star cold in your hand. But then you hear the most joyous sounds of Santa's workshop and jingle bells. You, dear adventurer, have saved Christmas. And you may sleep very well tonight. Good night.